May our thoughts, words, and actions be holy and acceptable in your sight, O God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our Gospel lesson this morning begins with Jesus trying to be alone, trying to find some place where he could just be by himself. In the verses that immediately precede our lesson for this morning, Jesus finds out that John the Baptist had been beheaded by Herod. I imagine that he was feeling a lot of grief and sadness in that moment, and he just wanted to go someplace to process what was happening. So he gets in a boat to go to a deserted place. But instead of leaving him alone, the crowd follows on land. They must have been watching his boat as it traveled on the water, because when Jesus landed in a place that he thought would be deserted, they were all there. I wonder what he was feeling in that moment. As an introvert who frequently needs alone time in a deserted place, I imagine that Jesus must have been at least initially sort of annoyed or exasperated or frustrated that they had followed him. But then everything changes when Jesus sees the crowd and their great need. Compassion wells up inside of him. This welling up of compassion is something that we see time and again in Jesus' ministry. It's the thing that motivates him to care for those around him. And he stops and he heals their wounds. As evening came upon them, the ever-practical disciples come up to Jesus and they say to him that they should send the people away so that they could find food. But Jesus tells them there's no need to do that. And they, they're perplexed. And they say to him, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And for Jesus, that's enough. He takes the bread. He blesses it. He breaks it. And then he gives it to the disciples to pass out to the food, to pass out the food to the crowd. And not only was there enough for everyone to eat, but there was an abundance left over. There was 12 large baskets of food, each basket probably holding about 10 liters. There was an abundance and a generosity in Jesus' actions. This physicality of Matthew's telling of this miracle stands out to me. Normally, whenever we see a crowd gathered and Jesus present, he's teaching, instructing them on how to be in relationship with God and to be in right relationship with others, but not here. Jesus isn't teaching, he's solely ministering to the large crowd by healing the sick among them. And then this miracle, this multiplication of food, this creation of abundance out of scarcity is also about the physical. It's about normal, everyday hunger. Something that occurs to each and every one of us daily and and normally multiple times throughout the course of the day. This whole lesson is focused on the physical body. And I think what this tells us is that Jesus cares 
about our physical bodies. Our faith isn't just spiritual, but intimately connected with our physical experience of the world. Yes, God cares about our spiritual selves, about the holy things that we do and we try to become, but our earthly, everyday lives are also important to God. Our hungers, our desires, our hopes, our dreams, the things that we want to accomplish, our struggles, our disappointments, our pains, all of these things are part of our faith. They're not separate from it. There isn't some sort of special, sacred part of ourselves that's fit to bring before God. Our faith, our God, Jesus, isn't just relegated to this sacred corner of our lives, but permeates every part of our being. And this is the good news. This is the gospel this morning, especially for us right here and right now. I don't know about you, but for me, it feels like we're living in a time of five loaves and two fish. In a time of scarcity. There's the scarcity of human contact. We can't be with those whom we love. And even if we are occupying the physical space, there's distance in between us. I know it's been a big struggle for all of us that we can't gather as a faith community. We can't come together. There's, there's also an extreme lack of physical touch, something that we as humans need. There's no hugging, no shaking of hands, no exchanging of peace. Scarcity of human contact. For some, it's, it's a scarcity of resources, a scarcity of money, of finances. There's a loss of jobs. There's the real threat of massive numbers of evictions. And that's scary. There's also a scarcity of human decency. I'm sure it has bothered you as it has bothered me. It seems that people are more ready to argue than to discuss, quick to anger. And there's a real lack of decency in our national discourse. People are engaged in othering and accusing those they deem as ideologically opposite as some kind of monsters. People from all different sides hurling the same insults and accusations at each other. We are so deeply divided. Scarcity of human decency, a scarcity of kindness, of compassion, a scarcity of love. I think it's so very easy for us to say, but Jesus, we only have five loaves and two fish. Our mind is drawn to what we lack, to the scarcity we are experiencing, and and I think this is natural in times of change, to focus on what's different, to focus on what we have lost. But with such an intense focus, we can miss the way that God is providing for us and caring for us in the middle of this scarcity. 
A couple weeks ago, I had lunch with my parents. It was the first time that I had seen them in person since Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, they go down to Florida for the winter, and then when they came back, we were in the middle of this pandemic. And it's been difficult. It's been hard not to see each other. And while this social distancing is happening, in some ways, we have been present to each other more than before. At least once a week, we video chat and we're able to see each other and be present to each other in some ways. But one of the things that has been most exciting is that they've been able to join me for church every single Sunday. Whether it was when I was in Burlington or here in Trinity, we are able to come together and pray and worship God in the same space, even though we're physically distanced. We've been blessed with new ways of being present to each other. I wonder if there are ways in all our lives that God has multiplied the bread and fish of our scarcity into abundance. I wonder if there are things that we're just not noticing. I encourage you to take a moment this week or a couple moments or a few moments and look for the new abundance that's present in this change to scarcity. Maybe you have experienced more time for contemplation or for reading the scriptures or talking to God. Maybe you've been able to catch up on some projects that life kept getting in the way of. Maybe new possibilities have been open as we've been able to spend more time with ourselves. Maybe we've been able to more fully recognize the scarcity experienced by others in our world on a daily basis because of the color of their skin or whom they love or their level of education or their economic location or anything that's out of their control that contributes to that scarcity. Maybe our own scarcity allows us to be more present with those who experience a deeper scarcity in the everydayness of their lives. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to say that everything will be fine if we just have faith. You know, the loss is real. People have lost jobs. Loved ones have died. People will be evicted from their homes because of greed or faith is not some sort of magic that makes everything okay. But it is our hope, and it is our truth. Our truth is that God cares about our physical selves. God cares about our hunger, our needs, and our pain. And the same Jesus who fed thousands of people with just five loaves And two fish is still active and present in our own lives, desiring abundance and goodness for each and every one of us. Amen.